0: Everyone, welcome to Reservations. We're your hosts. I'm Rain Whalen, and I'm Jeremy Blair. Uh, so, so Jeremy and I went and saw Spiral last night. We did
1: uh, <laughs> at the theater, which is really the only reason I wanted to go was because it was in the
0: actual theater. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because last time we all saw a movie together was Tenant. Yeah, that was and even I- then that was technically a special screening. Yeah, that wasn't the actual release.
1: So I mean, it's it was great going back to the movies. I love going to the movies. We were the only people in there. Yeah. And so we were able... The only fully to...
0: vaccinated people there, probably. So we were able to just go, got him! Got, yeah. Yeah, just uh, yell. Yeah. We should mention that in a normal, probably full theater, we we would have kept our mouths shut. Of but course. Since there was no one in there the whole time, we... Like, oh, oh got him. Oh, got him. Uh, now, Chris Rock got him? Uh, no. 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 Sammy and Jay. Uh, you know, we were just... Do yeah. I recommend Spiral? No, not really. As, a, as I was telling uh, my uh, some of my friends about it, and even uh, our buddy Alex, like, it's not the worst movie no. I've seen. No, but... and it's definitely not
1: the worst Saw movie I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yes, because as we all know, uh, Lionsgate has ran Saw into the ground. Yeah. I'm sure James Wan uh, is like, you know, I gave you guys something really good here, and then you just went, it honestly <clears throat> should have been a one-off.
1: I would have been fine with just the I, first one. From what I understand,
0: years. it was supposed to be, but with the success of the first one, James Wan was like, well, I got other shit I want to do. Yeah. But Lee, his buddy, was like, well, I'll I'll write another one. And then that's, and right there, as soon as he said, yeah, sure, I'll write another one.
1: And I, I think Lee Wynell is also much more talented than that because, you know, Upgrade was awesome. I don't know if you saw Upgrade. It looked really uh, cool. It's so cool. Yeah, it was dope.
0: Well, and of course James Wan uh gave him some work in Aquaman. He he he's in it for like that long. That's funny. He plays like a pilot where uh Jason Momoa and Amber heard Chris jump out of a plane <laughs> and Jason Momoa's like, Redheads, am I right? And then he jumps out.
1: <laughs> oh it. Oh, it was that scene. I didn't yeah. uh I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, well uh, th- Oh, I didn't see Aquaman. Oh, that's so. what I was about to say. Yeah, no, I I didn't see Aquaman. But I um also, let's give a shout out to Invisible Man, which also was pretty good. Um that Lee Vondel directed. Oh yeah,
0: I have been I've been really wanting to watch that, but I got to be in the right mind for Yeah, that one
1: that one was pretty red. It was a cool twist on this, you know.
0: Cuz originally it was supposed to be Johnny
1: Depp. Well, yeah, for the dark universe. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And then Universal's like this is a dumb idea. Why well, are we trying Cuz Mummy sucks. So Yeah, oh yeah, how dare they? How dare they take work away from Brendan Fraser? He's hasn't doing, hasn't that man been through enough? He's doing fine. Yes, thank God. But welcome back, everyone. At least he's eating enough. Anyway. That's mean. Oh, was that mean? That's George of the Jungle right there. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Uh, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we saw a horror movie last night, and we are not even talking about a horror movie today. We kind of are. Well, at least since the last 30 minutes, it becomes a full-blown horror movie. Yeah. Um, so if you tuned in, I wasn't going to say last week, but it really hasn't been a week since No Country for Old Men came out. Um, we are now in our end of series um end of season series uh which i got to pick this season and it is going to be over the cornetto trilogy or other people refer to it as the blood and ice cream trilogy um starting with Shaun of the dead um which at its roots i think when most people think of it it's uh they think it's a horror but it is it is a comedy yeah um Start to finish, it's a comedy. Even when, as I mentioned, the last 30 minutes, when it becomes a full-blown horror movie, it's still pretty funny.
1: It's still, there's some silliness to be had, right? Mm-hmm. I And I think, for me, this was the first Edgar Wright movie I'd ever seen. I don't know if he's even done stuff before this, but I... Uh,
0: he did Spaced, which is a, a oh, show on I BBC. I didn't see that. It's very hard to find. Okay. Uh, this is how he met. Simon Pegg gotcha, and gotcha, Nick gotcha, Frost. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't believe this was his first movie, but this was definitely his first commercially successful well, movie. Well, and
1: it's you know for not having a long resume, it's it's great. Well, and it's expertly done. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it looks like a movie. It doesn't look like someone's
0: first you know, time or
1: you know second time or whatever. Like, it's you know.
0: Yeah, and and this is this kind of sets a precedent for Edgar. Uh, which we'll talk about the, the more the series go on. Uh, very tight writing. His writing, much like uh, my man Kevin Smith, great writing of dialogue, but Edgar's also really good at action sequences.
1: And he's also really good at, and well, we can just jump right in. Um, Let's do the it. The stuff that I think that makes Edgar write, I think it's sort of a a trademark of his, which is a rhythm... In not only music cues, mm-hmm. um, but also just a, a rhythm or a a unique way of doing something. So, like, when Sean is flipping through channels, it creates a cohesive... Oh, conversation. Yeah, a series of sentences, right? Yeah. That, that makes sense, right? But every time he clicks, it just continues the sentence, right? Yes. Or it continues the
0: paragraph. And so... People are literally being... Flips to an animal channel Eaten alive Right It's so good Which I love Oh yeah Right and so this is something That of course he
1: will perfect In Baby Driver
0: Yes uh, Um, Which is a future episode Baby Driver is The culmination of The Blood and Ice Cream Trilogy Edgar Pretty much giving Universal giving him All the money he wants to do After Marvel kind of Scared him off of Ant-Man And then they still used his concept For the first Ant-Man movie Story for another time.
1: Lame. But I do enjoy this, and especially that long tracking shot of him. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Uh, it, uh, when he's leaving for work and then after him and Ed. Uh,
1: <laughs> when he's going to go get um, the the drinks and the, the ice cream. Right? After
0: their after their hangover, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, if anyone hadn't seen this movie, uh, this movie kind of set a precedent of being a comedy with zombies. Uh Land by Ruben Fleischer would follow this formula. Um more americanized version of it because uh, the zombies in Zombie Land run. Um as where I love what Simon Pegg said about the zombies in this movie, these zombies don't run, they they shamble more kind of reminiscent of George Romero's Night of the Living Dead because Simon Pegg said Death isn't an energy drink, (laughs) meaning that these zombies will never run because why would all of a sudden they get energetic from being dead?
1: Well, and then, you know, that's sort of on the flip side when you get to the running ones, you know, let's say 28 days later, right? Which Mm -hmm. they mention very briefly, sort of a tip to the hat uh,
2: Mm -hmm. when they
1: say that um, monkeys uh, infected with rage has been debunked, right? Or disproven for the outbreak. And which makes sense because they're, you know, full of rage and adrenaline. So, of course, they run. Right. Mm. Um, in twenty eight days later. So but I agree.
0: I agree that. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And of course, just because you're dead doesn't mean you're now a marathon runner. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, you know, and speaking of George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, shout out to our Night of the Living Dead episode, which uh, Jeremy was. Not I wasn't on. there for that. But um, this movie is uh, an homage to George Romero's. Zombie movies as a whole that loved this movie. Yes, George Romero did love this movie. He so much so he actually casted uh, Simon Pegg and I believe Edgar, not Nick, uh, Simon and Edgar in um, Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Yeah, two thousand five, right? Don't remember. I think I think it was thinking two thousand five because this is two thousand four. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and so you know, I wouldn't necessarily call this a parody no i i would call it the the title is a parody yes
1: the the movie is not
0: yeah the movie is what happens when comedy and zombies meet
1: because i think if it were a parody they would have like this is just my you know Mm -hmm. sort of what they would have done like they would have ended up being barricaded instead of a mall like a -A build-a-bear or something you know what i mean right like something silly and you know and keeping the the beats and sort of the pieces of the narrative from Dawn of the Dead, right? They would have mm-hmm. done that. This has nothing to do with Dawn of the
0: Dead. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's, there again, homages. Like, right. uh, uh, there's, a, there's someone listening to the radio before the outbreak happens saying how, like, you know, a meteor crashed to Earth, which in uh, Dawn of the Dead, um, it's implied that a meteor from, I believe they said, I believe it's like Venus crashed, and this is what causes of the outbreak mm-hmm. or one of the theories within the movie uh caused the out uh, caused the outbreak if you want more evidence of parody go back and listen to Mel brooks episodes yeah especially on high anxiety that movie is full parody but yeah. yeah this one is not um and i think that's what makes it so brilliant is that they're not trying to make fun of the zombie genre they're just like what if Zombie movies had comedy in
1: it. Right, or like, what What if a couple of goofballs... Are in charge
0: of trying to keep a group alive, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and because, you know... And and something that they establish very early on, before all hell breaks loose, is Sean and Ed are very unlikely heroes. Yeah. Uh, Sean... Especially Ed. Especially Ed. Um, Sean is very lazy, has no drive in his life. And then Ed just deals pot it's all
1: ed does and barely even that
0: yeah he apparently never has any weed but that's all he does uh which again is a testament to edgar's very tight writing is we hear not once but twice that he's not holding but they always call him for the weed and he's like no yeah. no nah, i don't I don't even have any myself so it's just like <laughs> yeah then what do you do so he's
1: even bad at that
0: yeah you know uh and and I think that's I think that's what makes the movie so funny is that these two guys these two best friends are now put in charge of trying to keep family and friends alive at least for 24 hours. Right.
1: So let's let's dive into the writing a little bit. Yes. So this is something that I I love about Edgar Wright's writing mm-hmm. is that after Liz breaks up with Sean, they're in the bar and when Ed is describing to them what they should do the next day, mm-hmm. it's the movie. They're describing the plot, right, or oh. what is going to happen, right? Oh. So when he's saying we'll get a bloody Mary, um, that's oh when they meet Mary.
0: Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> dude, I I never
1: even you know all the way to we're gonna come back to the bar for shots, shots, gunshots. Uh, he is describing very loosely the events of the film that will take place, <sighs> right. And so this is a testament to Edgar Wright's writing and sort of foreshadowing,
0: absolutely, um,
1: which I love. I, I really dig the way he does that.
0: Yeah, man, and um, and you know, and you didn't catch that. Look I at that. know. I, it never it has never crossed my mind that that's what he's doing. I just assumed, have always assumed that he, because you know the movie is full of these plans, like yeah. you know, this is what we should do. You know, this is the game plan, which is why I always because of this movie I i always set a game plan uh typically on my days off like i'll tell ashley like all right this is my game plan we're gonna do this they're gonna do this and it's because of this movie <laughs> but yeah i never yeah oh, damn it just blew your mind i just love edgar dude that's i
1: know it's just a testament to his writing and, and
0: you know and and of course we're gonna keep talking more about his writing in the next two episodes
1: and you know he I does know, the same thing in that one too oh yeah but well yeah
0: yeah well yeah uh and even even with Baby Driver, and I know you probably wouldn't be a fan, and it it would be a future episode for me, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I've never seen it. It's great. It's that's even, nerd shit, but uh, but it's really fucking funny. Did he do that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he did that after Hot Fuzz, before the World's End, and then he did the World's End. Um.
1: I didn't know he did Scott Pilgrim. That's interesting.
0: And then he was going to do Ant Man, and then the whole thing with Marvel happened. And like well, a shout
1: out to Scott Pilgrim. I know the soundtrack just hit vinyl. Yeah. Uh, so go get yourself a, a Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, oh, Scott I'm Pilgrim
0: vs. Awesome. the World is awesome. Uh, and they just announced a teaser trailer for his new movie, Last Night in Soho, uh, which looks great. Uh, his first actual horror movie. Oh yeah,
1: that's with Anya Taylor
0: Joy. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I, I didn't see the teaser. Um,
0: it's, it's it's just seventeen seconds. Okay. It doesn't even tell you anything about the plot. Well, it, then they
1: should keep it that way because I, uh, like we were talking about yesterday at the movies, they just gave they just give too much away now. And oh, with, that's uh, been a
0: yeah with the new Conjuring. It's been film. a
1: constant problem, of course, with uh, yeah for years and years.
0: Oh yeah, seventeen the, seconds. That's enough. The first time I ever saw, well, hang on, guys, we'll get back. to The first <laughs> time I ever saw evidence where they just gave the entire plot away. Uh, was Batman v Superman when they just revealed Doomsday. And it's like, oh, well, then I don't need to see the movie.
1: Well, and then, you know, it's sort of the reason I won't watch. Even though I trust David Lowry, I'm not going to watch The Green Knight.
0: Oh, dude, the, the trailer new trailer?
1: Never. Not going to watch it. Just going to watch the movie. But anyway.
0: Anyway, yes. So point being, Edgar Wright's writing, and especially with this film, he wrote the, the script with Simon Pegg. It's very, yeah. very tight. The dialogue was very tight. And from what I understand, uh, they they stick to the script pretty per- – I mean, of course, Nick Frost has his – if anyone buys the movie on Blu-ray, there's a, like a Lionel rama of Nick Frost when they're in the bar, like, giving the backstories to everyone. And it's just one after the other of him, like, coming up with new stuff. Yeah. Because there's a couple of takes where Simon Pegg is genuinely laughing because
1: – Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. Because Nick Frost
0: is just fucking funny. <laughs> Um, now, okay, I want to get this out of the way first because I know you're going to hate me if I bring it up later. So I'm going to get it out of the way first. Okay. Most of the people in this movie have all appeared on Doctor Who.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, I'm going to go, uh, I quit. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to go. Uh,
0: No, uh, I actually sat there for when I started doing my rewatch, I sat there and I was like, yep, they were in Doctor Who. yeah." Yeah, pretty much almost everyone in this movie except for David, Diana, Liz, have all been in Doctor Who, and I don't know if maybe that's just like a thing that happens when you're a, a British actor. A British uh, actor that they call you up and they're like, "Hey, would you like to be in Doctor Who?" And you're like, "Yes." Yeah. Um, Simon Pegg was in an episode. Nick Frost was in an episode.
1: Bill Nye was in an episode. Hmm? Bill Nye was in an episode. No. Oh, okay. Oh, is he one of the ones you mentioned? Sorry.
0: Who? Bill Nye. Yeah, his stepdad. Oh, yes. Yes, he says, my bad, my bad. Yes, he is in an episode. He He's in a really good episode. I think you would appreciate that. I think that'd be the only Doctor Who episode I can get you to, to appreciate. Nope. It's, it's an episode involving Vincent Van Gogh. I mean, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty much everyone in the film, it, it's just really funny how almost everyone in this movie <laughs> have all appeared in Doctor Who at some point, uh, some appearing just once or some appearing across multiple doctors like uh, Sean's mom. First shows up with Chris Eccleston uh, when the revival when they brought it back in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and then she shows up later on with David Tennant, the next Doctor. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that out of the way now because I knew you'd be mad at me if I we we went through this whole thing about the movie. And then I'm like, oh hey, by the way, way oh by the way, Doctor Who. Like, oh, doctor my Who. God. Uh, anyway, um, so okay, do you think we should talk about the? the opening scene sure yeah because i love the comedic timing in that opening scene well and it's also
1: showing that you know they're basically all zombies anyway yes because i love the the mundanity of sean's life and everyone else's life around Mm him you know everyone is just you know sort of lethargic and bumbling around and you know not Mm -hmm. very lively right
0: yes yeah which is yeah which is a part of the joke uh especially when it comes back later when sean is hung over he has gotten so used to this mundane life. Right. He doesn't notice all the horrible things that have happened he doesn't around notice, him.
1: Even when he opens the refrigerator and, and then, there's
0: blood <laughs> all over Oh, and then he slips on blood and he doesn't even cross his <laughs> mind. Because he grabs the Diet Coke and then he starts walking and he's like... Hoop, hoop. And that doesn't even notice him. But yeah, um, I love the opening shot of we're in the Winchester and how not even through exposition we learn about sean ed liz david and diana and their pretty much their day-to-day life that's been for the last you know forever forever you know and um like i said the comedic timing in this scene is so perfect uh again keeping with one of your favorite things of someone saying something else and it's keeping with the sentence that's being said yeah you know like Liz going like I think we should just and Ed's playing a game like fuck and it leads per it just it's it's so good. That opening scene uh, really sets the tone for the movie so you think like oh okay it's just going to be a silly comedy and then oh no 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 now there's real zombies. Now there's
1: this. real zombies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah and it's the first time when I saw this movie it's the first time I ever learned what exacerbate. Oh, that! Oh, because was he was and means because he had to be explained what exacerbate. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you don't really get along. No, what does exacerbate mean? <laughs> oh, 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 it's uh to make things worse. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, and yeah, and in this scene, we learn that Sean isn't the world's greatest boyfriend. No, um, he tends to let Liz kind of fall it's more of the the familial thing like he does care about Liz but it's almost they do the same thing because it's familiar and he doesn't want to break
1: right or not you know, hes break not, that. He doesn't want to change his priorities I guess he wants just everything to be the same and mm-hmm. right and which is why Ed's always there yeah you know which again foreshadowing when he goes you should go live in the shed right? Uh uh-huh. um, Nick ends up living in the shed, and um, when Ed goes, you know, next time I see him, he's dead, and absolutely next yeah, time he Ed, sees him, he is dead. Yeah,
0: Pete, right? their their flatmate, uh, Peter. Love
1: that actor. I don't remember his name, but he Pete, is... his
0: first name is Peter. Oh, okay, but his last name is impossible to pronounce.
1: He um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in like John Wick and stuff, but
0: and he just was recently in uh, Amazon's The Tick. Yes, he is in the Tick. I was going to well, say. he that. is the Tick. He is the Tick. Yeah. Um, Great American accent. <laughs> yes, one of my favorite characters of his, Disney involved with Edgar Wright, is in a couple's retreat. Mm. And he introduces himself and he's like, My name is Stanley, with a C. And they're just like, what? Where's the C? There's a There's B. A B. <laughs> Shout out to Vine. Vine. Uh, Vine too, coming soon. Uh, but yeah, you know, because so we learn, you know, we learn all about Sean in this opening scene that he is 28 years old, or 29. I'm sorry. Twenty nine years old, and he lives with two roommates. Uh, one, Pete, who is wants them to be mature. Like we're twenty nine, we both have jobs. It's time for us to grow up and be mature. And Ed just kind of freeloads there. Um, yeah. He doesn't like Pete. Pete doesn't like him. Uh, they don't really get along. And Sean is kind of the the mediator, the mediator hey. between the two of them. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't think I could ever live with two friends who didn't like each other.
1: No. And also if Simon Pick is 29, I'm, you know, I'm the prime minister of England. Like it's, he's not 29 years old. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and how I know that is because when we see him at his job and he's talking to Noel and he's like, you know, cause uh, Noel keeps calling him old. So you know, I'm 29 for Christ's sakes. How old are you? 20, 21, twenty-one? Seventeen?
1: Well, uh also has become a pretty prominent actor himself. Um, that actor.
0: Really? The kid who plays Noel?
1: Yeah. So obviously he's no longer a kid. He looks a lot different. He's lost a lot of weight. Um I mean, he was in like the big short. He oh, was shit. in uh Roadie's the Showtime series, if you guys saw that. Um anyway, I'm a big fan of his, so I I like his stuff. He's good. <laughs>
0: But also, I mean, something Edgar Wright also really knows how to do is he knows how to cast um, minor actors. Because even the the one scene that Noel has, like he he he's got, again, great comedic timing. Um, of course, that's how the scene is set up, but it's still like he hits it perfectly yeah. every time. Like, uh, like after Sean talks with his stepdad, Philip. I thought you said this wasn't a social gathering. What? Huh? How come you're allowed to speak to your dad? Oh my
1: god. And then he gets that phone call. Amazing.
0: It's, it's list for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's um it it almost feels like a Sorkin script. Yeah. Where I mean everything has been written down and preplanned. Nothing was improvised. Right? This was all just, you know.
0: Yeah, which I'm sure there was scenes that were improvised, but if they worked you couldn't tell. Like to give you an example, um,
1: I I have the the box set of um, West Wing. West Wing, right? And yeah. so it comes with the script, the pilot script, and you look at it. Even when they stumble over their words or they cut themselves off, that's mm-hmm. in there, right? I mean, everything's in there, and yeah. so like it almost seems like them cutting themselves off or them, you know, being interrupted. Like that's all in there. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would I mean, I wouldn't put it past um, Edgar Wright's writing. I know we've been talking about the writing a lot, but the writing is just so. It's just so tight, and it's so clean. You know, like again, when we did Mallrats, you know, Kevin Smith is great at dialogue, very heavy dialogue scenes, and Edgar is almost like the. The middle, the middle ground between re- writing really good action and writing really good dialogue combined.
1: Yeah, because he, again, it's that rhythm. It's like it's almost like he's writing a musical composition where, the the action in the scene, not literally like explosions, I mean, just like the, the what they're the, doing, right, and the dialogue are almost you know rhythm rhythmically matched, mm-hmm.
0: right. Um, a, a great. Uh, one of my, I think a really good scene that also shows that is when Sean is fighting off the the zombie in the pajamas, and Diane gets him like the, I guess the tennis, pole I guess for practicing yeah. your tennis swing, and he's like yes, and he hits the guy with the tennis ball. And he's like ah yeah no, no it's rubbish, and they're like <laughs> no like, <gasps> and it's it's so perfect like it's so it's so tightly written and it works yeah, perfectly. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I agree. I think one of the hardest scenes for me to watch now is when they're throwing the vinyl records at the... Oh,
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, that scene... Because I'm like, you're destroying the vinyl. Don't do that. Please don't. And and yeah, and, 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 yeah. Uh, well, the first time I ever saw this movie, I didn't get it. Like, I was, like when he's like, Ed, it was an original pressing. That was an original pressing.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. It's Liz's. Right. And, and I just and love she, it. She didn't dump you. Right. And, and they just like, oh how,
0: how much did it break your heart now that we understand vinyl? Um, they don't throw purple rain. But they throw the Batman soundtrack. Well,
1: like, I listen, like anything Prince to me is precious, right? I Obviously. love Prince. And so, yeah, but I get it. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Purple ring. No, the Batman soundtrack. Throw it. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if anyone didn't know, vinyl is very dangerous and it does break that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've thrown a couple because uh,
1: uh i mean for various reasons but like <laughs> either either i bought one and like uh, fine so i bought one at an antique store and it came with an extra one in there that was like super scratched up and worthless and you're like what is this and i threw it on the ground and it went boom it shattered everywhere
0: yeah i think most people think that vinyl is plastic and that's sort of true it's kind eh. of it's not really plastic it's, it's wax it, yeah but uh, but if anyone ever sees this scene, yeah, yeah, vinyl is very dangerous to throw.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and especially they're so aerodynamic. So, <laughs>
0: especially if they're
1: pressed correctly, that they're you know just perfectly flat. There's no waves in it, so you can. Anyway, uh, uh, so I, that scene is hard for me to watch now. As a kid, when I saw this movie for the first time, I was like, "That's hilarious," and I like that they kept you know, interrupting each other, be like, don't throw that. Or it's like, oh, okay, fine, throw it. You know, or whatever.
0: Yeah, because it starts with Ed just immediately grabbing one and throwing it. And it's like, what was that? Uh, I think it was Blue Monday. I that was an original pressing.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and they're digging, they're cherry picking, which is funny, you know.
0: You know, and and if you notice, Sean never throws anything. He's just slowly like, but Ed's the one who's like, dire straights. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, don't throw dire Straits. Okay, oh. first off, I love dire right? so don't throw dire shots.
0: Shaw Day. That's Lizzie's. Yeah, but she did dump you. <laughs> and that's when Sean finally gives up. Man, fuck this, I'm going to the shed. And uh, he's got
1: that cricket bat. And so, like, which, the cricket bat is
0: dope. Which has, you know, again, become an iconic zombie weapon now because of this movie. Uh, you know, when people think Shaun of the Dead, they think using a cricket bat. <laughs>
1: Dad had to explain to me what that bat was. I remember that. Because Dad loved this movie when it came out. Because, of course, it's funny and it's got zombies. So, yeah. Dad's in heaven. And so...
0: I I knew what a cricket... I knew what cricket was, but I'd never actually... I'd never seen it. So, when he says it later on, I was like... Oh, um, what's that behind your back? Cricket
1: bat. Cricket <laughs> bat. Now, I will tell you my absolute favorite scene in this movie.
0: Tell me your absolute favorite scene.
1: Is when they pass the other group. And uh. they're all the same.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the same order. <laughs> uh, shout out to our boy Martin Freeman. So good, making his first appearance in the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, we get to see him later on in Hot Fuzz, and then of course the World's End. Uh, yeah, so funny. And what's fr- uh, really even f- kind of funnier? It's a little morbid, but it's it's, it's funny too. Um, when they run into Yvonne later on, it's almost it's implied that no one from her group survived. Yeah. Because she's the only one there, and when Sean and Liz are all, like, you know, surviving, and she's, like, glad someone made it. Which is implied that no one from her group survived.
1: But, I mean, even the Ed's doppelgangers, like, on his phone or whatever. Yeah, Matt
0: Lucas. (laughs) That actor's name is Matt Lucas. Yeah, he's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, Every, like...
1: Yeah, passing the doppelgangers, that made me laugh so hard when I saw it the first time. I was like, that's genius.
0: And, you know? and what, what's really great is uh, Yvonne kind of judges Sean a little bit. Because she's like, you're going somewhere. Yeah, we're going to the Winchester. The pub. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's like, are you sure that's a good idea? Which, um, of course, comes back, which we'll get to. Uh, so... So, Jeremy, do you want to yeah. talk about how they don't call the zombies zombies?
1: No, which I think is, again, a homage to George Romero, because neither do any of them. You mm-hmm. know, Um zombie wasn't, that word wasn't invented, or for that purpose.
0: Yes, zombie. I believe Alex and I talked about it. In yeah, you na- did, because na- zombie
1: is more like a voodoo, voodoo
0: yeah, terminology. Yeah.
1: And so Romero's like, I, I don't know what to call these things. It's just, you know. And it's sort of like that Walking Dead thing also where everyone has their own little name for them, but none of them are zombies. Cause- because
0: in this universe, the zombie culture never came around. Right. So they don't know what to call them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but what's funny is they kind of make a joke about it. Uh, be like Ed's going like, are there zombies out there? Don't say that. What? That. What? That. The Z word. Don't say it. Fine. Are there any out there, though? <laughs> Um, Which is, they're almost kind of acknowledging the fact that, you know, in a zombie film, it is kind of dumb to be like, oh, they're zombies,
1: oh no. Yeah, I think now. I think that's sort of, I wouldn't say cliche, but it's, we know too much now as an audience. Mm -hmm. I think especially those who love these films know that it would be lame to call them that. Shout out to our boy Alex. Okay, like... Here's a good example of this.
0: Tell me a good example.
1: Um, I've never seen the movie, but I saw the trailer, and it blew my mind because it was so dumb. When uh, and I'll do the accent too. When <laughs> um, when Mark Wahlberg <laughs> in oh. Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, Vol- or whatever, which was uh, Dark Side was, of the Moon, whatever. Now, dude, you're on. You're on Shia LaBeouf. Oh my god. Okay, whatever. When he's in that stupid the Transformers movie. The
0: fourth Transformers movie.
1: When he goes, I think we just found a transformer. Which he's supposed to be from Texas, but let's not get on that. <laughs> I go, they call them that in in the movie? Like, that's not just what we, the audience, call them? Like, to me, that, that was so dumb. Yeah. You know, like, they call them that? Transformers? In the universe. Yeah. It's so dumb. So, yeah,
0: and, you know, and what's really funny is in Zombieland 2, um, they kind of acknowledge that too, so they kind of... Well, because they introduced, like, the subgen- the subclasses within, you know, zombies, so the bluebirds and stuff like that. But they even then kind of stopped calling them zombies in-, in Zombieland too. It's almost like they even acknowledge, like, okay, like, we know they're zombies. No need for our characters to keep calling them that, too. Right. Um, which I think also, and again, it adds to kind of the comedy of Shaun of the Dead that, especially in some of the more dramatic scenes towards the end of the movie. Right. Why it's so important that they don't call them zombies, um, yeah, and of course that exchange again, testament to Edgar's <laughs> writing. I'm gonna keep saying it. Uh, is it uh, that that back and forth is so tight? Don't say that. What that? What that? The Z word. Don't say it. Z. Oh, because they're British. I know. We would say Z. Of course. The Z word. Don't say that. But they're Zed. British. So they say Zed. So British. Um. <laughs> Why did you have to? Why you have to exaggerate so the so British? Um, uh, yeah. So okay. So let's. I want to talk about the comedy. Sure. Yeah. Because again, like like I said at the beginning of the episode, everyone uh, the movie is just steeped in comedy throughout the entire movie. And
1: it's. I think you're. Your traditional British dry humor also, which I gravitate to the most.
0: Yes. Uh, if anyone had ever seen the UK version of The Office, you'll know.
1: Or, you know, maybe some Monty Python stuff is pretty dry. <laughs> yes. so. yeah, my, I my, mean, that's a little more silly, but you get the idea. But um, dry British humor I like. Yes. So, for instance, when they're going through the, 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 the records. records, they're not being silly about it. It's almost genuine...
0: Right. Like, don't throw that one.
1: But it's so fast and it's, you know, no one's smiling or laughing or anything. It's it's funny, right?
0: One of my favorite parts uh, that really shows the comedy is when they hit the zombie after they drive away from the flat and Sean is trying to be a good Samaritan. So they roll down the window and he's like, are you all right? And Ed, Ed being the... Uh, I guess skeptic, I don't know, maybe, is like, well, it's kind of pointless to check on him. And Sean's like, well, that's not the point. And then the guy actually is a zombie. And Sean's like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it's, I guess he would feel bad if they'd hit a human. Right. But they didn't. They didn't. They hit a zombie. So he's like, oh, okay. We're oh, whew. right. Right. Um, Which I've
1: seen in other, uh, you know, I've seen that sort of comedy in other places, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, no, I hit someone. Oh, thank God, it's just that. Or whatever. Right. I've seen that before. And it's hilarious every time. Right.
0: Uh, they kind of do something similar in Paranorman. Uh, another really good example of comedy and zombies kind of melding together. I've never um, seen that. You've never seen it? Uh, well, Casey Affleck is in it. He, he plays the older brother. It's animated, everyone. So, um, But he hits a zombie. And he goes to check on him. He's holding, holding him by his head. And his neck snaps. And he's like... <laughs> um, but Oops. then, but then the zombie comes alive and he punts the head, and then the body like falls back because the body stands up. But Paranorman's good, maybe not a future episode, but it's good.
1: Okay, maybe I need to see Paranorman, but uh, but I get exactly what you mean, and it's yeah. also um, like again the doppelganger thing is you know played very seriously.
0: It's mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's not meant to be. Uh,
1: you know, no one's like it would be. It wouldn't be funny at all if they were like, "Hey, you look like me." Hey, wait. Where, did you get that at the same store? Not the point, right? Yeah. The point is for the audience to notice, not for them to
0: notice. <laughs> right. right, yeah. It's it's very. Um, uh, I was gonna say like diegetic, but I'm like, no, that really only works for music.
1: Well, music and other things,
0: but uh, but yeah, yeah. It's 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 like in a in a film where, you know, that takes place in a different country, but the audience is hearing English. But then everything else is in that native language. A great
1: example of that would be Chernobyl on uh, HBO.
0: Yes, yes. Where the audience is hearing English, but everything on the screen is Russian. Right. So implying that they are speaking Russian to each other, but the audi- audience is hearing English. Yeah. Which I love. Good. I love that. That's okay, so cool. cool. Like, I I hate it. Hate it when it's like, oh, we're French people. But we're also British, you know, so yes, I'm a French person. And they don't even acknowledge the fact that they are supposed to be French. Yeah. Um, Les Mis is a perfect example of that. Wow. Even though I love that movie. Ew. But that is a perfect example of I don't, I don't, I don't people like, being inexplicably British, but they're supposed to be French. I don't like I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't well, because like you don't like talk singing.
1: I don't, no! Talk singing is so dumb. Listen, we'll get... <laughs> later.
0: So we'll just do a whole episode on Les Mis and just let Jeremy rant. I'll absolutely just, not because I'll, I
1: will not watch it. I'll, I'll just mind?
0: sit back and let Jeremy rant. Um, okay. So do you want to talk about some of the other homages to Night of the Living Dead? Sure. Absolutely. I was,
1: I was really hoping there'd be a, they're coming to get you, Barbara. There uh, is. Oh.
0: I was hoping, yeah, I didn't get, I didn't get until Ashley pointed it out to me Um So as me and Alex talked about, uh, you know, one of the most creepy, creepiest lines in the original. Comes from the the, very
1: beginning. Comes from
0: the very beginning where the brother is messing with Barbara. And, you know, he says, they're coming to get you, Barbara. It's very creepy. Well, as a way to pay homage to that, even George Romero didn't pick up on that until Edgar Wright told him. After he called him and was like, you know, how'd you like the film? Did you get the reference? And that's when he was like. And it's, uh, Sean is calling his mom to check on his mom after they've kind of, kind of sort of understood what's going on, trying to check on his mom, make sure she's fine. And, uh, of course, uh, Philip uh, has gotten bit. And so Sean's like, oh, okay. Uh, and is perfectly comfortable killing his stepdad because as they established, not he, a problem, he and his stepdad do not get along. No. Um, and Ed apparently is madly in love with Sean's mom, uh. Or as, at least gives him shit for... Yeah. As evidenced by his whole, like, you know... And then you mung rain back to see if I wanted to eat her out tonight. <laughs> what? What? Um. And so Ed, trying to be the hero, yells into the phone... We're coming to get you, Barbara! Nice. Which I, I never... I didn't catch that. Neither did I, until yeah. I was rewatching it the other night. And Ashley was on her computer, and she was like... Oh, hey. All right. I was like... Oh, my God. And I've seen this movie, for, like... For years, and I've never picked up on it.
1: That's fine. I don't
0: think I would have ever picked up on it if actually. I don't say feel
1: bad because Romero didn't get it either. So
0: yeah, yeah. I, I read today that he um that he got a private screening at his home in Florida, and afterwards he and Edgar talked on the phone, and apparently Edgar like brought it up, and he was like,
1: "What? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah,
1: that's good. That's really good. That's well, like, I like And that.
0: and the, you know that line is so quick too that. You know, most people probably
2: didn't Well,
1: and I think if he had said it in that sort of, you know, taunting sing songy way that you know, obviously it would have been an homage and everyone would have picked up on it. But uh,
0: But that's what makes a good homage is yeah, when yeah, you I, can't when you can't immediately be like, Oh hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's dope. That's really to right. get you, Barbara. <laughs> Um Yeah, then that's when they lay out their their plan for Versions one, two, and three, and again testament to good writing, they get shorter each time. Yeah. Go around, mom. Kill Phils. Kill Phil. Sorry, Philip. <laughs> Deal with Philip. Kill Phil. <laughs> it's it's so good. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, they're just so sick. It's
1: okay. I like if you like that. Yes. Um, that sort of it gets shorter every time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great SNL sketch. Sketch with uh, uh Steve Martin, where he is talking about what he wants for Christmas. Oh yes, have you seen it? Of course I have. It's amazing. Yeah. Right? And of course he goes okay, and then there's that crap with the kids. But then, oh, I forgot about revenge against my enemies, right? And then he just lays out all this stuff, and then of course he always puts the kids on the back burner. It's hilarious.
0: And then and then yeah, because in the final part, he finally goes back to that heartfelt stuff, and he's like, and then of course. <laughs> for yeah, we'll, the... we'll, we'll link it uh, maybe up here or that down below because everyone should see it it's hysterical it's really funny and it's that same sort of uh... Steve Martin is a comedic genius uh, I would love to pick his brain one day Yeah. oh please yeah don't... sure Steve if you're watching or listening please don't die yet I want to talk to oh you. my god uh, well the man is ancient he's not that old I mean he knows how to still kill him on that banjo though boom see um, oh man <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, um, I also love, one of the other things I've always loved, too, is the people that we meet at the bar at the Winchester all get turned into zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, snake hips, we see him being eaten by children. Um, and we don't know it's him until we see his boots. Because they, I mean, they have his profile, but you can't really make it out. And then you're like, oh, that's that guy. Like the, the guy who uh, invented the mobile disco. Um, <laughs> that's funny um, which I think I honestly think Ed was making all this shit up just to make Sean feel better yeah I don't think any of it was true no um, except for the only thing that uh, Ed firmly believes is that John the owner of the Winchester was in the North London Mafia because mm-hmm. uh, I just love his reasoning for it is like why do you think there's a rifle above the bar because it's called the Winchester exactly <laughs> It's, I can't, I can't talk about it enough. How funny, the movie.
1: Yeah, is. I mean the movie is hilarious. Even you know, I I think it's, morbidly funny. The when you know all the shits going down, that's so crazy. But he still has like the dart.
0: Oh yeah, right. Which I didn't realize until recently that when he pulls the dart out of his head, I always thought that the 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 uh, the needle got stuck. Because it's really hard to see it, oh. and then when I was rewatching it the other night, I was like, "Ah, oh, no, there it is." Um, you thought it stuck in there. Right? I, which I thought was fucking funny, but then I was like, "Oh, not oh okay, Because no, no. okay. I mean, yeah, you see the blood like kind of spurt out. Yeah. But like in all the other times I'd watched it, you, it's really hard to see the needle. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god, it's stuck in his head!" <laughs> but no, that would it wouldn't have spurted out if it was stuck. That's true. But, uh, you know okay is this your favorite of the trilogy that's hard okay that's really hard because i i have like this is why i chose to wait on these movies until i thought it was a good time to start talking about them because sean of the dead obviously is the first one i saw Mm -hmm. um and then of course i i I literally saw them in order uh hot fuzz next and then uh the world's end last um that's really hard (sighs) Remind me when we do the season finale. Okay. I can't answer that you right now. You can't. Okay. Um I can. It's my favorite. I it's remember. your favorite.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't remember liking Hot Fuzz that much. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Um obviously. And I haven't seen the other one, so. Well,
0: okay. So, I do want to bring this up because I don't want to do an oops, I forgot. Um So Kinda this movie this, this movie also sets up a lot of bits that come back in Hot Fuzz and The World's End. Uh, first being, of course, the garden fences. Right. Where Sean uh, is like, you know, I've taken a shortcut before. <laughs> and then he tries to hop over this garden fence and then the fence just kind of go the, the panel just goes boop. Because um, then we see it again in Hot Fuzz. Right. And then again in The World's End. Um, and each time it escalates. And that's what makes a bit really good is that it escalates each time. Yeah. To make the bit not only fresh, but it's still funny yeah that way like if you see it a third time you're like oh it's oh it's he's the, just gonna fall over it's the bit with the fences again okay yeah but when you see it again in the world's end you're like oh my god that's because well,
1: hot fuzz you know he's like doing like front flips and shit and, and then
0: I'm... nick frost is the one who falls <laughs> through. Yeah. i'm not going to tell you what happens in the World's okay, End.
1: okay yeah I'll we'll
0: it, it's it's it, they crank it to an 11 and it's so fucking funny sweet okay um okay So, I want to talk about the last probably about 45 minutes of the film where it turns into a full blown zombie movie. movie. No more, well, the comedy is toned down. Full blown zombie movie. Our heroes are trapped, surrounded on all sides by the zombies. And it's kind of looking like they're not going to make it out. And it's smart to do it this way to
1: keep one's attention Uh, because now we've established these characters and their relationships amongst one another right right and so when barbara dies mm-hmm. that's a huge deal but then when ed gets bit oh my god right yeah. I mean, it's a huge emotional scene and it's well deserved because we've seen how tight these guys are right mm-hmm. and, and you know how close they are
0: yes uh and we're also talking about very well deserved as what happens to david um every zombie every little well, serious zombie i should say there's a David of the group, uh, the the skeptic who really is just along for the ride. Um, he, he only came because, you know. David's boring. I don't like him. D- Yeah. David, I've seen the actor before and other things, and he's worked with Simon Pegg uh, also in uh, the film Run, Fat Boy, Run. All oh, right. Uh, it's directed by David Schwimmer. Shout out to our, our boy, Ross. No. No. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I'm not going to do that. Why? Uh, I don't like Friends, Friends is dumb. I'm going to watch the reunion. Ugh, uh, it's also cuz I love Jennifer Aniston.
1: You know, you know, okay. Pause. <laughs> this reunion is so bad that it put Matthew Perry back on pills. All right? Do you see him slurring his words in that uh, in that interview? Dude's a wreck. You know why? Friends. Friends <laughs> okay. is dumb and it's ruining Matthew Perry's life.
0: Um again, Are you sure it's just not Matt LeBlanc? Are you sure it's not Matt LeBlanc ruining his life, though? Because Matt LeBlanc looks rough. Out of all of them, he looks the roughest.
1: Are you serious? Matthew Perry is back on pills. All right? At least, at the very least, he's boozing way too much. All right? But for sure, off the wagon, he's on pills again.
0: Anyways. (laughs) Uh, Friends is dumb. Go ahead. Anyways, so David dies. Spoiler alert. Oh, oh. Um, but it's they do something very interesting because there's a deleted scene where you know where Diane finally at her wit's end. Uh, we should mention. Here's I guess a noobs I forgot, the couples of the group: the Sean and Liz, even though they're broken up. Sean and Liz, David and Diane, and Ed and Barbara. <laughs> Ed and Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's established very early on that Diane and David are together just because. David's got a thing for Liz. Liz and Diane are best friends. And this is David's only way to really be around Liz. Well, I have to date Diane then. Yeah. Which is really shitty. And That is really shitty. Um, and, I mean, David is really shitty. He doesn't help out. He causes more problems, like, when he smashes the window. And it. Uh, Sean tells him, like, there is a back door. I was trying to tell you that before you smashed the window. Um... And David dies, uh, but there's a scene that they cut, and I get why they cut it, um, where Diane, at her wit's end, finally lets it out on him. Like she understands why she's with, the, why he's with her, and now if you want to be part of this group, you're going to step away from the door because David's ready to go kamikaze, yeah. uh, and you're going to apologize. And he apologizes to Diane, and so in the scene is he apologizes to Diane, and she says, "Well, maybe I'm not the one you should be apologizing to." And he does give a very heartfelt apology to Sean, and Sean acknowledges it, and they kind of imply that maybe they can kind of bury the hatchet, and then that's when David dies. But what they did with the theatrical cut is they cut that part out. Mm -hmm. So they cut it right when he is about to apologize, and then David gets eaten. And I get why they did it. Uh, it, it, It's to kind of be like, I feel like if they had included him actually apologizing, it would have dragged the scene on a little too long. Mm -hmm. And
1: I don't know. I feel like I agree that they were right to cut it. And I I think it's because, you know what, man? Like, I don't want to go through this whole like redemption thing. Yeah. Where it's like, because I know if it were me, I would be like, who fucking cares?
0: Well, and of course, Ed is the one who does that when he's like, you know, we could run, we could hide. And they're like, no, it's suicide. And Ed's like, I think he should. (laughs) I think he should go.
1: Yeah. I'm with Ed.
0: Uh yeah, well, and also because they kind of saved the redemption thing for Ed, when, yes. um because Ed's the one that we would most likely
1: care more about mm-hmm. the redemption for, not
0: David, David. yeah, especially when Sean also at his wits end lets poor Ed have it, which it was deserved, yes. maybe, but maybe not that way. Meh. I mean, yes, uh, Ed fully drew the attention of all the zombies to them. But uh I mean you didn't really have to call them the fuck up. Just like why are you trying to sell drugs right now? You don't even have any. But uh but yeah, no, because they they save the redemption for Ed, especially at the end when they find a way out and Ed's like, No, I'll only hold you back. And uh it's it's very heartfelt for for a movie that hasn't been very heartfelt at all.
1: Right. And I think it saves that because we need to be able to care about them first, right? Yeah. And then we can do the heartfelt stuff because, you know, if it had been 30 minutes, 45 before that, who cares? Like, like I don't, uh, I don't well, know these people well enough.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and it kind of makes it all the more satisfying when Sean kills Pete mm-hmm. because they've established very early on that Pete and Ed don't get along. Right. Um, Sean has constantly told Pete, just leave him alone. Like, I got it. He's my best friend. I've got it. Just leave him alone. And then that kind of culminates in him killing Pete with the, I said, leave him alone. And then boom, boom, shoots Pete. But, um, but yeah, it's also, you know, the first time I ever saw this movie, I for sure thought none of them were going to make it. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would, I mean, most zombie movies, if anyone hasn't seen a zombie, most zombie movies play out that way. Well,
1: and also, uh, you know, a, a zombie movie trope. Is a loved one gets bitten and now they have to decide whether or not to kill them or not. This Mm. happens with Barbara. Yes. And I've seen this in so many other things, right? Right. I think this one deserves it more again for the same reason that it's at the end, right? Mm -hmm. We've gotten to see them go through all this stuff. We've spent enough time with them. I think that a lot of zombie movies don't give the characters that much time. Right. Right. to, To earn it. Mm. right because i'm like just shoot him who cares because i don't care i've only been with him for 30 minutes right right
0: yeah and then uh but then we care for ed because ed gets bitten twice poor ed which uh most zombie files out there like our boy alex would probably say um at least in my mind the more times you get bit the more it's going to ramp up the virus and take you over um that or at least ed was just going to bleed out anyway uh, but, uh, but, you know, again, kind of talking about the, your trope of a loved one gets bit. So you think, oh no, like, and Sean's going to have to kill Ed, but they flip it. Yeah. Sean goes back for Ed and locks him up in the shed so he can still play video games with him. Yeah. Uh, which I love It's it's kind Ed, of like a, a cute little ending And it's
1: sort of A, a double Because Ed is still Living the same life He was living beforehand <laughs> So yeah. it's like Nothing has changed For Ed really
0: The only thing really Is that now Ed can't really talk And he wants to eat Sean
1: Which in and of itself Is funny Right Yeah
0: Oh yeah And it, it kind of Points out the fact That like That is his best friend Like I, Yeah probably Killing his mom Was hard But that's his best friend
1: Right Like
0: yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna leave you behind yeah um he had as we with his mom he had no choice it was i either kill you or i let you kill all of us right and
1: not gonna happen
0: yeah and with ed which they explain in a motion comic i don't know if you've ever seen the plot holes they actually release they release three motion comics that uh-huh. explains parts of the movie that's like well what happened oh, okay like that's sean cool. getting away from the zombies mm-hmm. and how they found him um what happened to Diana? Mm-hmm. Uh, cause as uh, Pete is, or not Pete, uh, David is torn apart. She runs out with his leg. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently what happens is she killed about maybe two zombies with his leg. And then when she realized she was over her head, she ran up a tree and then passed out from all the exhaustion. And when she woke up, the military had already come through and kind of saved everyone. And, uh, she like, I guess then like moves to, like Florida or something. Oh, okay. And, is like going to therapy like three times a week. <laughs> um, and then they have one for Ed and how he got out. And uh, apparently it was his last bullet in the gun he used to knock, to kill three zombies at once. And then use their bodies to like hide under. Mm-hmm. But then that's when he died and got reanimated. And then Sean came back for him and lured him back to the uh, the shed. That's good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's really cool and it's really funny on the on my uh, collection of three movies it, it says plot holes oh nice because I remember on my DVD it would just say like what happened you know that kind of thing um, yeah it's pretty funny because I, I, I did genuinely mainly for Sean like how he really got away I, I always wondered like how did he get away right because I mean he says it like oh yeah I gave him the slip but it's like but how the I, I think you know I almost think it's For comedy
1: purposes, it's funny or not to know, right? No, it's true. Because it's almost like in Planet Terror, they Uh do that, you know, missing film reel thing. Uh And then they got out and they're like, oh, that was hard. And that's hilarious. (laughs) Because, you know, it's so so dumb, right? You know, uh, that... Or I had seen it, like, in, like, American Dad, when Jeff shows up out of nowhere, like, I thought you drowned. And he goes... (laughs) you know (laughs) that's funny so we don't need to know right so I do appreciate that they did that but Mm. I'm cool with not knowing you know I'm cool with just being like I got oh okay
0: oh Ed lives with him now
1: or like I got away which is
0: which is probably you know speaking of Ed living in the shed uh, Liz probably doesn't know if I'm being honest that's funny because I don't know just how he uh, I mean she might know because like how she says you know when he says like oh I might pop in the garden for a bit and she's like Go on, then. It's, yeah, so, so she I, might know. So she but might know. He might
1: not be allowed legally to keep a zombie alive
0: right? that, or, or something. Not, yeah, because it's Im- kind of implied, uh, which I, which I, uh, another thing I really love, flipping this zombie trope on its head, where, you know, most zombie films, you know, um, I'll just use The Walking Dead as a perfect example. It's, you know, society has crumbled. There is no law and order. There is no government. You know, it's just people trying to survive. And with this one, the military, the government comes in and actually kind of saves the day. And then through the news, it's implied, uh, it's shown that the zombies have kind of maintained some sort of animal instincts. And so they've the government has put them to work. Yeah. Uh, and we see Noel. Noel becomes a zombie. Putting up carts, but they have them in like special change and stuff. So, you know, I like that idea. Okay. That he's not, you know, maybe it's the government who puts them to work. And so eh, so Sean's not legally allowed to yeah. do that. And so maybe, I guess...
1: Or, yeah, just keep him for, like, his own whatever. Right. But, like, he's almost got, like, a rogue zombie. Right. Right.
0: I like that. I okay. like that. Because uh, I did start to think, I was like, I, you know, Liz probably doesn't know. But then I was like, well, but she wouldn't have said the line that way she did. Like, well, go on then. You know if she didn't know because if she didn't know she'd probably be like oh okay like have fun or you know something whatever know. right 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 uh, yeah I like, that. I like that that's pretty cool um, so Jerry yes are you ready certainly. to wrap up, wrap up wrap up
1: I am um, I think that this is maybe the the jumping off point for zombie I would say for genre jumping zombie mm-hmm. movies, right? Because after this, you know, we got Zombieland, we got oh Warm Bodies was one. Yeah. We got even that I Zombie show that I know you and Alex I, were talking never,
0: about. Oh well Alex is I've never seen it. right.
1: Uh, and so we get this sort of well what if zombies were in another genre? Right. Right. And we can blend the two together. And I think this film started that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And you know kind of how Alex and I talked about in *The Night of the Living Dead*. You know, *Night of the Living Dead* really pushed the modern zombie to the forefront, but then *Shaun of the Dead* took it a step further, kind of another milestone within the genre of, you know, what if there's comedy? Yeah. You know, then of course *Warm Bodies* kind of talks what about
1: like rom com. Yeah.
0: You know, what if? Which I'll be honest, even though I know that's also based on a comic. It's a terrible plot. Like, oh, I've never seen it. What if a zombie fell in love and then started to regain his humanity? Because that's the point. Oh, is that the point? I've, I've he, never seen it. I he don't. falls in love with, uh, is it Amber Heard? Oh, no. It's the actress that looks like Amber no Heard. No way it's Amber Heard. It's not Amber Heard. It's its a—it's—it's it's the actress from, I know you probably haven't seen it, but this is the only other movie I've seen her in, is uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nicolas Cage. And I did not see that. I know you didn't. Okay. Uh, it's a terrible movie. Uh, it's uh, its one of those uh, failed Jerry Brockheimer Disney movies. Ah, okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, but no, yeah. He, he, he falls in love and it like, makes his heart reactivate that's and beast, he right? slowly throughout the film And that's
1: Baby Beast, right?
0: Yeah uh, Baby Beast. Uh, okay. Nicholas Holt? Holt, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Baby Beast. Yeah, Baby Beast. Not Kelsey Grammar Beast. Baby Beast. Um Daddy Grammar.
2: Ugh. Did not <laughs> I didn't even like, like that. that.
0: I didn't even like that. <laughs> uh, but no anyway, it just, so it's just it's dumb. Sad. It's a dumb concept. Like cause then like throughout the film he slowly like regains his humanity and becomes a human again.
1: And I think Zack Snyder with Army of the Dead is this
0: like is now action what zombie if, movie. What if zombies have explosions? Right? And <laughs> we're preventing someone from performing a heist.
1: <sighs> Amazing! I'll probably see it.
0: <laughs> it's going to be so. so dumb. Alex said he started to watch it, and he was like, "It's, it's going to be so." Dumb. Like, I love right.
1: Tignataro. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm seeing
0: it. Uh, the only thing I've ever seen her in is in uh, the season one of the season uh, towards a new girl. Uh, where she's the new bartender of the bar.
1: Yes, I love and they $10. pot so And funny. they pay
0: like $10,000 for her cat. And That's right. And Nick is like, I'm sorry, what was the lowest you would take? taken? She's like, I don't know, like $5 or like $50. And he's like... Because Jess is the one who's like, we'll, we'll give you $10,000. And she's like, like okay, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway... No, I love Tecna She's great. Yeah, so again, this movie was kind of the... I like the term you used, jumping off point. Um... For genre melding zombies into different uh, into different genres. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one cor- more. Oops, I forgot. Oh, Sorry. okay, great. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was going. There was a sort of planned sequel. Uh-huh. No. Not um, much. but that's why Edgar and Simon didn't do it. They're like, you know what? It oh, works okay. better as one. It was going to be called From Dusk Till Sean.
1: Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm back. I'm back on board.
0: Um, but. <laughs> Here You might like this yeah. in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They make reference of that. Yeah. One of the posters, it says from Dust till Sean. I do
1: like that so much. I I'm on board now that you told me the title. I hope that it's like I hope they don't even mention the zombies and now it's vampires, right? Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: That would be cool. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> uh, I
1: didn't like the idea of a sequel, but you turn it around. So I would see that if if they were if it was like Clooney and, 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 and Tarantino, and it was, it, you know, it was him and Frost and they were just like, <laughs> I am 100% on board with this. All yeah. right. So, guys, we're starting a Kickstarter. Uh, <laughs> link in the description. We are funding. All of the Dust funds.
0: We will call Edgar Wright and be like, we have the funds. Make the movie. from a shot. Uh, That's so great. Yeah, but they but they agreed that it would just be better as a standalone film. I agree. Uh as do I. Uh especially considering that, you know, like our Man With No Name trilogy, this trilogy doesn't have any references to previous movies. No. Like I said, the only thing that really happens in each movie are recurring bits, the uh garden fences being one. It's a loose trilogy. I would say um What three threads them together is the Cornetto ice cream in every single movie.
1: Well, and of course the writer director, right? That's well, the...
0: that, that too. Um, but yeah. So I mean, they, uh, to give you another
1: example of, I really enjoy the concept of loose trilogies, right? Mm-hmm. There's the, uh, revenge trilogy, uh, the Korean films that's, um, sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, old boy old and man. lady vengeance, right? Those movies. Um, anyway, that was the example that popped in my head. I, there are more.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I don't have time, Okay, but there's more. um, Anyway, I think that this film also sort of established a a, a trademark in style for mm, Edgar Wright. Absolutely. That will eventually get to its peak, which would be Baby Driver.
0: Yes, which again, like I said everyone, that is a future episode. Maybe it might be Jeremy's pick, maybe it might be my pick. It won't be mine. So it'll probably be my bit. Especially next season? I
1: don't have time for that. That's not weird enough.
0: Well, I'll save that for when we actually start season six. But anyway, so, keeping with the trilogy, uh, next week will be if, what if cops and action had comedy? (laughs) Uh, So next week is Hot Fuzz, uh, movie number two in the Cornetto trilogy. Um, This one really ramps up the the comedy a lot i i i like i said last week i believe this one is the the sillier of the three uh they of course things the, they think the world end is the the funniest or the silliest of the three but i think this one's the silliest just because it how the film escalates mm-hmm. um going oh f- i agree going from what You know, you think it's going to be this, and then it's not. It ends
1: up being this crazier thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: And the film also has a great cast. Not only have Bill
1: Nye's back,
0: Uh um,
1: and I love him. I think he is amazing. And so, pay attention to his dialogue, by the way. Yeah, not to give anything away. Pay attention to his dialogue.
0: Uh, but you know, we got Timothy Dalton in it. How they wrangled him, I don't know um martin freeman comes back our boy martin freeman uh our boy uh well my boy at least um i forgot his name shit dope so yeah um, be able to look out for him too yeah, uh fuck that's dude. funny he was in uh he was in uh the other guys the british guy that they've been trying to they try to protect the whole movie. oh yeah. Uh,
1: yeah he was alan partridge now i don't remember his name that's your fault But he plays the character of Alan Partridge. Yes.
0: Anyway, I'll remember when we do next week for sure. But uh, but yes. So next week, Hot Fuzz. A what if cop movies uh, had comedy? Now, of course, what I will get into is now they all do. Now they all do. (laughs) Um, Of course, some people may say, "Well, hey, didn't uh, Bad Boys have comedy in it?" Or to that, I say, shut up.
1: Or Naked Gun probably started it, but that's not But a, Naked a Police gun is, Squad and then Naked Gun. And of course, that's absurdist humor. And, yeah. This right. is
0: more, just like this film, taking itself seriously with comedy. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, well, we we hope everyone enjoyed part one of our end of season fin- uh, series, Shaun of the Dead. And we will see you next week for part two, Hot Fuzz.
2: Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good... I feel alive